Yo, I come from a small city where nothing is handed. Took my talents and made them work for me. Look where I landed. I know a lot of those out there really don't want me having it. They just mad that I'm creeping on them and they had advantages. See when my voice is on, I let my voice be the change. Put it in these communities, let it give them some range. Let them know that they got a shot at anything they want and it ain't all about the teaching, but really how they responded. Here on KBLA Talk 1580, we gon' get into it. The whole world on Smiley Audio Media. The others tell it, but they truths have some limits. Got some limits. We got that food for soul, now what they feeding you. Yeah. Black lives matter all the time. Yeah, let's talk about it. About the school to prison pipeline. Yeah, let's talk about it. Police brutality out of line. Yeah, let's talk about it. All these thoughts running through my mind. We gotta talk I am about unapologetically it. progressive in efforts to fight for the people. Gotta exercise our voting rights and then push the needle. I'm walking tall, cause I know that y'all expect me to lead. To push the message, I am willing to bleed. I gotta get what I need. That's social reform, that's prison reform. I'm highly informed. No Put down a pen, I got a list, I can't resist, I preach it till I talk with a list, and who you know gon' give it to you like this? And here on KBLA yeah. Talk, 1580, yeah. we gon' get it, we gon' get it, the so whole world don't smile, they out of your media, hey. the hey. others tell it, but they truths have some limits, got some limits. we got that food for soul, now what hey. they feeding you? Black lives matter all the time, yeah, let's talk about it, about the school to prison pipeline, yeah, let's talk about it, police brutality out of line, yeah, let's talk about it, all these thoughts running through my mind, we gotta talk about hey. it. Dear America the Beautiful, I miss you so much. What happened to us anyway? And why am I sitting here in tears writing this letter, having doubts about our relationship right now? You know, it seems just like yesterday, you and I were setting the world on fire, making progress together. Me, a man that was inexperienced and had only entered into a union with one woman, you. You were my first. And you... Someone that the rest of the world was jealous of me being with. Such haters out there. For the record, I never let the fact that you were the richest in the world determine my decision to be with you. It was never about money with me. I just loved that you were beautiful, progressive, strong, helpful in a fight, and always draped in my three favorite colors, red, white, and blue. I especially loved waking up at dawn's early light, seeing you in that blouse with broad stripes and bright stars with the hues of your, your gorgeous hair gallantly streaming. It was just very nice. You know, I have to admit, when we first met, I had heard about your checkered racial past through slavery, the Amos and Andy show, poll taxes, black sitting at the back of the bus, segregation, Jim Crow laws, Brown versus the Board of Education. I could go on. You know, I wasn't sure that you would be receptive to a close relationship with a black person. I would always hear from older family members about your unwillingness to be inclusive back in the day. They say that you were different back then, but I didn't let that sway me from still loving you unconditionally. Your past didn't matter to me. What was important was that you continued your progression, knowing that the result was beneficial to you and me collectively. I knew that if you and I were going to have a lifelong, fruitful relationship, you had to prove to me that you could be a forward-thinking and ever-evolving entity. And you showed me that you were serious about that evolution through integration, affirmative action, diversity, equal opportunity laws, and quotas. You know, you were constantly moving and showing me that the transgressions of your past were just that, the past. But I got to be real. 
You know, people would tell me that you were a wolf in sheep's clothing, though. But I didn't care. They didn't know you like I knew you. America, I never listened to that nonsense. I felt that as long as you and I were together, I could achieve your dream. And you could achieve mine. You believed in me and I believed in you. You were the panacea to their preposterousness. Why? Because I could tell that liberty and justice were always at the top of your agenda. Then, a guy named Barack Obama swooped down into our lives. And you changed, though. As you might recall, you were the one that introduced me to that amazing man. All I knew that he was this skinny Harvard Law student from the city of Chicago. You know, he seemed nice, but little did I know that he would be transformative in both of our lives. The Lilly Ledbetter Act, credit card reform, tobacco regulation, the hate crimes bill, financial regulatory reform, Obamacare, the 9-11 health bill, the don't ask, don't tell repeal, ending the war in Iraq, signing the temporary Dream Act, doubling of the Dow Jones Industrial, five and a half million private sector jobs created, unemployment below 8%. He even did away with that meddlesome Osama bin Laden character that you were always speaking badly about, remember? You used to talk about him all the time. And I could tell that you were enamored with him because when he moved into that big white house at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, you seemed genuinely excited about having him move into the neighborhood. Remember back on November 4th, 2008, remember? When Barack Obama gave his victory speech at Grant Park in Chicago, huh, remember? There was more than 240,000 people out there. Some say it ushered in a post-racial society, but I was just excited at the proposition of your continued path of equality, embracement, and multicultural aspirations. But then I got scared because uh, something else was happening. An unraveling of sorts. And it wasn't good. I recognize that some of your past friends from the wrong side of the track started to resurface and hang out with you. And I had never met them before, but they turned out to be even worse than I imagined. And it appeared that the source of their frustrations were with Barack Obama himself. Primarily because of the color of his skin. I started hearing full-throated racism. I saw racist bumper stickers. I saw Obama hanging in effigy on front lawns. I heard about voter disenfranchisement. I heard about voter suppression. I started seeing voter ID laws put into place. I saw cartoons of water with watermelons on the White House lawn. I saw racist tea party signs. What have happened to them? Interesting. I read about uh, bricks being thrown in an Obama-Biden campaign window. I saw a congressman yell, you lie, at Obama's State of the Union address. I saw Arizona Governor Jan Brewer angrily putting her finger in Obama's face on the tarmac. Remember that? I saw a pastor praying for Obama's death. I saw Obama called a Muslim Kenyan with chance for his birth certificate. I saw Newt Gingrich even called Obama the food stand president. And most troubling of all, I saw a Stanford racism study with data back in 2008 that showed that, quote, anti-black attitudes were held by 48% of Americans surveyed. Yeah, almost half. Four years later, after Obama's first term, 
That number swelled to 51%. These people were a part of your history? Sobering, to say the least. But then I remember receiving some amazing news that made me smile. Barack Obama's lease at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue was renewed and extended through 2016. A new lease on life, if you will. I thought it was an opportunity for the three of us to get a second chance to get reacclimated with one another and heal the wounds of the four years prior. But I still had a bunch of questions, though. Were these prejudiced people back to being a part of your social landscape or were they temporary blips on the screen? In other words, were these people now a permanent part of your inner circle or just hangers on from your distant past? Have I been blind all this time? And will you hurt me again? But Barack Obama endured. We all know that now. Despite tremendous pushback, he would complete his term, proceed to ride off into the sunset as the first African-American president in the history of this country. Two full terms, zero scandals. It was fire. My 75-year-old mother still can't believe it. With the tremendous racial strife that she endured in this country since childhood, she told me that she never thought that she would see the day when a black man would occupy the most powerful position in the land. It still brings tears to her eyes just thinking about it. So with the completion of Barack Obama's term, I thought it felt perhaps America was actually on the verge of fulfilling its destiny, living up to its promise, doing exactly what it purposed to be since the founding in 1776. That was until a man named Donald Trump became president. You see, I'm confused. I thought we had something here. You've been telling me practically my entire life that, quote, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Remember? You said that. You even had the nerve to put it on paper. Were you lying to me? Were those words all fluff in the Declaration of Independence? Were those words written only for white people? And even if they were, you've been telling me that the founding records of this country are living and breathing documents. Is that only true so that white people can breathe better? While black people scream, I can't breathe, so to speak. But the writing is on the wall. I know that you're still a pretty young country in comparison to your counterparts, but I want to hip you to the game on what the people that have resurfaced in your life, you know, the white supremacists, have been preaching to the malleable minds of your, your followers for years. Including my so-called friends on social media. It's an ideology that Tucker Carlson on Fox News has been preaching for a while now, even though he tries to deny it. It's called replacement theory. Replacement theory is defined as an ethno-nationalist theory warning that indigenous European, also known as white, people are being replaced by non-European immigrants, end quote. And there's a cluster of white people in America that believe that immigrants and brown-skinned people are trying to replace them. They believe that white women are not having enough children and that falling birth rates will lead the white people around the world to be replaced by non-white people. And there was a report that came out last year showing that the lifespan of a white person in America dropped by one and a half years. The biggest drop since World War II, which only reinforces that narrative. And this thought process was at the heart of the insurrection at the Capitol on January 6th. 
It's dangerous. It's prone to inspire real violence in this country. And this is coming at a time when they fully believe that immigrants are coming into America, stealing their jobs, and while hate crimes against African-Americans are up 31% in California, led by an anti-black bias. And the thinking is gaining steam, too. Even the uh, white evangelicals look to be turning their backs on people of color in this country. Totally forgetting what Jesus would do. Keeping informed with what they did throughout the Trump presidency stayed silent. Look, America, I miss what we were. We were two rockets with a red glare. Two bombs bursting in air. We've drifted apart lately, but I'm still here. You are the greatest that I've ever known. Real talk. And believe me when I tell you that no hatred for me, my fellow kings and queens, or even a Barack Obama would ever make me stop trying to understand you. I've been thinking about you a lot lately. Do you still think about me? Do I cross your mind? I know that my Latino neighbor that moved in across the street has eclipsed me as being the number one minority in your life, but uh, you and I have an illustrious history with one another, though. Let's get back to trying to bring it all together. Starting with a universal willingness to work with President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. If you meant what you said about all men are created equal, by following your philosophy, we could be stronger and better than ever. Show me that red, white, and blue are your true colors and come back to me. I'll be waiting. I miss you, America. And P.S., by the way, let's not forget that we were the ones that built that house that you live in right now. You came running to us. You needed our help. I may be stilling to work things out with you, but you will need to show me that your old friends were a temporary blip on the screen. But time is ticking. And you're already 400 years behind schedule. Your lifelong love and the best that you have ever had ever. Danny Morrison. But that's just me. <laughs> man, I got carpal tunnel. All that writing. Miles, I'm just saying, man. <laughs> so tell me what you think, L.A., huh? What happened between... Black people and America. Huh? We know the story. We know the reason they brought us here. But what is it about us that they hate so much? Is it a post-racial society? Is it possible? Some say it's a fallacy. Others say we are very close. <laughs> I laugh at that, by the way. Do you think it's possible that America could ever get to a place in time where race doesn't matter as much as it does? And is this an American problem or a human problem? And lastly, is everybody a little bit racist, though? How about a little bit prejudiced, though? Or maybe even a little bit biased? I believe that all of us have preconceived notions about people solely based on the way they look. Is that true? And if so, how in the heck do we ever change that? And do you even want to? Have you officially given up on America, like a lot of us have? Holla at your boy, your voice is the change, your voice is the community, your voice is on. 1-800-920-1580, 1-800-920-1580. can also stream us via the brand new KBLA streaming app on your app store, iOS or Android. It don't matter. That same app allows you to send me your questions and comments that I will answer live at different intervals throughout the broadcast. Plus, like, share, and follow your favorite radio station live on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at KBLA1580. Feel free to follow me at Danny Mo Show on those same platforms too. Plus... Me and my midday partner in crime, Miles, fresh back from Vegas, boy. We'll take your comments via the ecosystem of the social network. Check this out when we come forward. I will add another seven series to add to the topic of conversation today.
Look, I'm not naive, okay? Racism will never go away entirely, ever. Human beings are too flawed to judge people by the content of their character instead of the color of their skin, look. But can it be lessened? I believe it can. That's why my seven series today is seven things I believe can bridge race relations in this country. Some are radical moves. Some are very simple and nuanced. But I believe all can help. I'll explain. Add to the conversation with your phone calls when we come forward. Welcome to Middays with Danny Morrison on Unapologetically Progressive KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Let's rock. Middays with Danny Morrison continues when we come forward. History is now, and you are part of it. Thank you for spending your days with KBLA Talk 1580. Let's jump back into the conversation. We've got a lot to talk about. Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. Uh, before we get into the, the gist of the discussion, you know we got to go to you first, Miles. I mean, how was the weekend, man? I know Vegas was off the chain. You went back to your hometown, blazed it up, right? Sorry, man. It was a uh, real good time, real good time, man. Shout out to uh, the gas station studios, man. They had a... Uh, a 702 Las Vegas mixer slash rap battle slash beat auction. Like it was, it was, it was real nice, real that, nice event. That's bomb. A rap battle and a beat auction. What is a beat auction? I've never heard of that. Ha. So what we do in Vegas is, I don't know if they do it out here. I'm pretty sure they do. But what uh, we do is we round up a bunch of producers at a mixer and we get about five, six beats from them and we'll have the DJ play them. Bidding starts at. That is a great idea. I mean, put all the rappers together. We got a rap battle. We've got uh, other producers. We've got other DJs and podcasts and influence. So we had a real real mixer for the city. So they just come in with a thumb drive and say, these are the beats that I've constructed? I mean, well, we have we had to sign up ahead of time, so you would come in with your okay. hard drive ahead of time. We'd pick the few who we're gonna pick, who we're gonna rock with. You give the DJ your four or five, put them in a hard drive, and then we just play them. And you know, beats may not get bought, but connections may be made. So it is what it is. Well, so there's a lot of beats that don't get bought, I'm assuming. Of course, yeah, but not everything's for everybody. And we can't run through everybody's full catalog, but you give us your top five, and if somebody likes it there, they'll make a bid on it. You may sell one beat, you might sell none, but nonetheless, you know I mean? We rock with you. A beat auction. I love that, man. I'm sure that's going on in Los Angeles. There's no way that's not. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. If not, maybe you don't want to bring it here. You know what I'm saying? And uh, real quick, did you see Janet? Did not. You have not seen the Janet doc? I did not. She has taken over iTunes. Have you seen that? I, I got an Android. I don't have she iTunes. She is dominating iTunes right now. Good. As, as you should, because whenever these kind of things happen, these uh, these biopics, or was it biopics or documentaries? Uh, that was kind of a mixture of both, yeah. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> whenever these people's specials come out, their streams go up, so I'm not surprised that Janet's getting streams. Don't like be that. trying to act like this happens all the time when they start dominating iTunes when it happens. It doesn't happen all the time. It does. No, it does not. Have you, are you watching iTunes right now? She's holding like every slot. Man, that don't happen all the time. Are you? Okay. I think people feel sorry for her because if you watch it, I don't want to spoil it for those that haven't watched it. Uh, Janet's been going through some pain, man. I'm saying every time there's a versus battle. These okay. numbers skyrocket. That that is true. R. Kelly, when streaming out his numbers, when, you know what I mean? Like even on the bad side of things, it grows up. So I mean, I'm not surprised at it. I'm actually happy for Janet, but yeah, you know that's, that's how the internet is, man. Shout out to her for uh, getting to it. I hope she's uh, getting good reception from it. Definitely is. But uh, one thing came out of revolution that I've been telling you guys for years. You know, for those that have known me for years, and you guys have known me for about six months here, I've been saying it, and they're like, you don't know that. Jermaine Dupri pretty much came out and said, yeah, I cheated on her. 
pretty much came out and said it. And she said she had to leave him alone. He proposed to her. She accepted the plan in having these babies. And he's like, I was a young man, you know. And Happens. He said that he was more attractive to women because he was dating Janet Jackson. Here we go. You think that's real talk? Yes. Oh, my God. Forbidden fruit is always more tempting. Ah, uh, well said. I've never been finer than I had a, than when I had a girlfriend. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, when you got a ring on your finger, ladies are like, hey, what's up? He's a little sexier. <laughs> but I'm just trying to make sure that everybody that's on Twitter right now saying that they should get back together. I'm like, wait a minute. Y'all been saying that he, he didn't cheat on her all these years. You find out that he actually did. Now you're saying that they are a perfect couple and should come back together. Maybe they've matured past. Stop. Both of them probably have matured past. Stop it. Should somebody get a second chance if they broke up your, you were getting married, that's your fiance. They should get a second chance? Stop it. No. She belongs to me anyway. Stop it. You don't think so? Come on. I'm just saying, man. I wouldn't cheat on Janet Jackson. That's all I'm saying. Oh? Ever. Oh? <laughs> Lastly, I know we're up against it. Did you watch any football this weekend? Man, I watched both games. <sighs> who would have who would have thought that the Bengals get to the Super Bowl because Patrick Mahomes choked? Come on now. You didn't have who that on your bingo that? card. Huh? <laughs> I'm from Vegas, and I walked past the sports book like, hell no, that's not going to happen. Did you think he would have that bad a second? I, the way he looked in the first half, I said, this game's over. It was, it was He looked terrible. It was that fourth quarter, man. From the, from that interception on, it was all bad. He was like throwing, trying to throw the ball away, man. It seems like at the tail end of the game. I'm like, what is going on with Patrick Mahomes, man? I, I, he got you a little can't rattled. Did he choke? He, that's a choke. That's, that's a you good old choke that's for a you. choke? That's the definition of choke. Wow. That is the de- you are a $500 million quarterback. Highest paid player in NFL history. Yeah. You choke. The same way how if he threw a game-winning touchdown, oh, there's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Same way how now you get the blame for that. Okay, that's fair. You know what I mean? He gets more to blame than OC. He gets more blame than offensive line because you're the man we pay to overcome this crap. Supposedly the best in the game, they say. Exactly. Tom Brady would have went out there and yeah, yeah, either – if he'd have lost the game, he'd have lost the game. But if we'd have talked about him, you need time to retire. But if he'd have won the game, we'd be like, oh, that's what Tom Brady does. Yeah. So, no, we're going to give Patrick Mahomes that same credit. Doesn't mean Patrick Mahomes not elite. Doesn't mean he's not the best quarterback in the game still. Mm-hmm. But, brother, you choke. Ram Super Bowl win. You so said what? Ram Super Bowl win coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, looks, yeah. Looks pretty obvious. Huh? It's setting up perfectly for I'll say this, though. Bengals ain't no joke now. Man, y'all better watch out for that boy Jamar Chase. Oh, yeah. Real talk. Jamar Chase is a bad. Hey, don't, don't go sleeping on Joe. Joe Joe rising right now, man. He's like, everybody talking about Mahomes, you know. Everybody talking about, you know, all these young quarterbacks coming in. I'm sleeping on your boy right here. NFL, the future looks bright, man. Yeah, and that's the beauty of it. That's what I'm about to say next. That, you know, some, some new blood in the Super Bowl isn't a bad idea, but seeing Joe Burrow and uh, – uh, and everybody up in Cincinnati doing what they do. We knew they'd have a bounce back year. We knew he'd be good. Nobody thought this would be the outcome. <laughs> you see everybody's on a, in Ohio State trying to claim Joe Burrow. He said, I'm LSU. Stop. Stop. I'm LSU. Stop trying to claim me. Said it with his own mouth. I said, woo, woo. Represent. That's what I'm talking about. News and traffic right now. We'll talk about America on the other side. Middays with Danny Morris. The KBLA Talk 1580 stated. Making your middays meaningful. More of Danny Morrison straight ahead. We knew you'd stick around. This is LA's home for progressive talk radio. Be heard.
Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. Yes, sir. Black in a spot. You know how we do midtakes with Danny Morris to KBLA Talk 1580. You just heard that IRS commercial, right? That's uh, rather prophetic. Because, side note, today is also my patented Small Black Business Monday, where along with the help of our general manager, Elston Butler, and KBLA brand managers, Ilya Daly and Lisa Wright, we highlight a black-owned business and bring them on to the Danny Mo Show to briefly discuss the journey, the struggles, perhaps even offer up some advice for rising black entrepreneurs, and of course, tell you about the bomb products that they have available. And today, I'm honored to welcome Alliance Tax Solutions into the KBLA Talk 1580 Studios. His name is, I hope I'm saying this cat's name's right, uh, Di- Diophilus? I'll ask him when he gets it. Diophilus. D-E-A-P-H-A-L-I-S. Diophilus. Sample. CEO of Alliance Tax Solutions. Can I buy a vowel, please? We'll be in to show you why they are one of the fastest growing tax resolution firms in the country. Not the county. The country. Alliance Tax Solutions. Live on Middays with Danny Morrison at the top of the hour. Uh, But the overarching topic of discussion today is, uh, what happened to America and African Americans? What happened to us? And whether there's any chance to enhance race relations in this country. And you know, uh, we were just talking about Patrick Mahomes. This entire topic of conversation came to me last night because of one simple moment that I witnessed over the weekend. That is the vitriol tossed at that king for failing to reach the Super Bowl once again this year. Could not believe it. I get that he's considered the best in the game right now. Four straight AFC championship games in his building, by the way. One ring. And the expectations were high for him to be in the Super Bowl again after getting past the Bills last week. Probably one of the best games I've seen in my lifetime last week. But why is it when we African Americans fall short? Our racial heritage always seems to come into play. Why is that? Have you noticed that? Huh? The quarterback. Go ahead, Miles. What do you mean? I'll tell you why. Uh, The quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, he lost last week, right? Tom Brady lost last week, too. Yeah. Uh, When white quarterbacks lose, it's just another man losing. As a matter of fact, their their race is never even brought up, right? It's just the story of two men that lost games that weekend. But when a black quarterback loses, it becomes the entire story. Here's a few of the tweets I saw last night, okay? Quote, never place your faith in a black quarterback. They always let you down. Quote, that's why white guys run the league. Quote, never bet on black. And this one, Mahomes was going to win until he realized that he was a black quarterback and had to fall short for history's sake. By the way, a black guy posted that one. Historically. I know historically that there's some truth to what I'm saying. That don't happen to white people. That don't happen to no other race of people except us. As soon as we fall short. Well, you know, black quarterback. Why is that? <laughs> Are we talking about just in football? I just, I think just, well, no. Let me like. I'll make my case right now. So check this out. I find it interesting that white America is always accused of black people of making everything about race when the common denominator every single time a black person overly excels or falls short is white America referencing the color of our skin every single time. If Mariah Carey is breaking records on the billboard charts, right? It's because she's racially ambiguous and everybody loves her. But once she starts having some public mental health issues, it's because she was starting to act too black. You ever heard that about Mariah? Ever. You've never heard that about Mariah? 
She started go. She she messed up her career when she started going black and hanging around with Puffy. Remember? Remember she lost. Oh, you're probably too young. Now. And maybe I'm a little too young to remember yeah, all this okay. stuff, but I never heard that. She part. actually had a mental health breakdown on MTV Live on MTV, and they were saying, "Well, she started hanging around Puffy and all that." I mean, I'll give you more. If Tiger is a brilliant player while winning titles, they'll say he's a smart player. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Okay. You know, it's because of his Asian heritage. He's so smart. Right? But if he's wrecking his car and cheating on his wife, well, you know he's half black. Right? Check this out. Somebody said that. <laughs> How often are you? Oh, you're not on Twitter at all, are you? Are you on black Twitter? I'm, on, I'm, on tw- I'm not tapped in like that, but I'm... If Barack Obama wins the presidency, how about this one? You're not too young for this one. It's because he's half white. It's because of his white heritage. It's because he's very well-spoken because he was raised by his white mama. The problem. Right? But if his approval rating is in the 30s, it's because he's a black president. I got, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got, I know the solution, Danny. What's the solution? Log off Twitter. (laughs) I'm letting Twitter be your source. Can't do it. Can't do it. I read everything, but. I'm letting black Twitter be your source. I love black Twitter, by the way. And, And by the way, the same thing's happened to Patrick Mahomes right now. Same thing. And a little breakdown for you guys. Patrick LaVon Mahomes Sr. is an American football, excuse me, former professional baseball pitcher. That was a bad boy. Right. Played in the Major League Baseball from 1992 to 2003 with the Minnesota Twins, Boston Red Sox, New York Mets, Texas Rangers, Chicago Cubs, and the Pittsburgh Pirates. His mother, Randy Martin, is a homemaker dedicated to staying deeply involved in the lives of all three of her children and is very protective of her children, too. Comes from a pretty special family, right? Mm-hmm. But to a portion of America, that don't matter. It doesn't matter. You when also he's... see what his family does on Twitter? No, what do they do? They're pretty They're pretty wild on Twitter. You should tap into their Twitter as well <laughs> to see why they get that much backlash, too. Are they cocky with it? Is that what you're saying? Oh, man, his wife is ooh, his wife's a wild one on Twitter. His well, little brother's a wild not, one on Twitter. She's not his wife yet, right? Huh? She's not his wife yet. You're talking about Whatever. <laughs> Whatever you want. His, his woman. <laughs> Right. She, I've seen her. She, yeah, she's out there. But she's also a fitness girl, and she's always out there putting her man. She loves but her also, man. It's sports, though, man. You have people who are, he is one quarterback on one team out of 30. But if you're going to put it out there, you're going to get the heat if you don't perform. You know? If you could talk, 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 and deliver, Muhammad Ali, talk, 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 delivered. People are like, he is the greatest of all time. I'm just saying. Patrick Mahomes, although I haven't seen Patrick I mean, himself do. Nonetheless, though, I, I I bite back against that because Floyd talked and talked and talked and talked and delivered every single time, and we don't like him allegedly. Yeah, but he's just not a good person. I mean, people not the, not what you said though. People don't like him. Not what you said though. That has something. You don't think character has something to do with it too? I'm saying if you're talking about talking and being loved, can't. I think he's an outlier because if you talk about the people that I just named, like Mariah Carey is a beautiful person. Tiger. Hmm. It depends on who you ask. Barack Obama, Patrick Mahomes. These are good people, man. And even Tiger Woods, I think it's a good person. He kind of messed up. He was young. Don't lose. He messed up. They're not bad people, but their race comes into play the moment they start to fall apart. And we, what really bothers me about African Americans, man, we are so quick to drag us down, too. We jump right on that, that bandwagon with white people and drag black people down, too. We've seen it with all of our superstars throughout all the ages, man. And it's like, we did it with Janet Jackson. I'm watching what she was going through. It's like, y'all leave Janet alone. And I am really hard on Tyler Perry on his broadcast. Y'all know I am. I'm watching that going, Ugh. shout out to Tyler Perry. He grabbed Janet in the, 
in the the height of all of that controversy and said, come get in this movie, Why Did I Get Married? Terrible film. But (laughs) But I'll give him credit saying, I don't care about that nipple. Get in here and do this job. Right? Okay. All right. I just think... I think we. I think you should leave Black Twitter alone for a second, Dan. I. I think Black Twitter is the pulse of this country better than any other platform. I really do. It's got intellects. It's got otherwise. It's got everybody is on there, and you get really get a full gist of what exactly we're thinking in real time. By the way, no other social site is in real time like Twitter. That's why I love it call cat because most people won't say that stuff to these people's faces so i don't think they really you mean know it. that's true Keyboard i don't think games. they really mean it. i think they're just thinking it and riding away okay that's 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 fair i don't think that's true with most but i think that's fair i think there are some to go this? i'm gonna get more likes i'm gonna get more yeah i'll get more shares if i say something outlandish that happens no doubt they're enticed to do all that that's true i want to do some how we doing on time do a little, uh, check this out when we come forward we got phone calls coming in keep them coming uh i want to ask you about america uh, whether or not you think America actually is uh, is treating celebrities different, primarily because of their race, especially in times of crisis. Huh? Also, we got uh, Small Black Business Monday, a cat coming in. I can't pronounce his name. We'll try to do that later. We want to hear from you. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. But Alliance Tax Solutions is coming in. This is Middays with Danny Morrison. KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. We know you have options, but thank you. Thank you. For making the best choice. The only station in LA of the people, by the people, for the people. We are unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. Stay tuned. Welcome back. We are. Rooting for everybody black. KBLA Talk 1580. Yeah, man. <laughs> what a wonderful Monday today. It's really fantastic. Midtays with Tandy Morris, the KBLA Talk 1580. Got some house cleaning to do. As I said, we got a, a champion coming up in here at the top of the hour, so I'm going to make sure I get this house cleaning done before uh, Diophilus comes in. What's his name? Diophilus? Uh, the podcast is up and live once again. Middays with Danny Morrison now streaming on demand through all socials and the KBLA Talk 1580 website via Futuri Media. Follow me on all socials at uh, Danny Mo Show for each episode of the broadcast and podcast form. I try to post a link as regular as possible on my socials. And the episodes are also uploaded to the Middays with Danny Morrison page on the KBLA app and the KBLA website for easier access. Check them out, y'all. It's the Danny Mo Show podcast, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, KBLA app, KBLA website, too. Powered by Smiley Audio Media by way of Future Churi Media from KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to stream about. And the socials are live. Put up a little post this uh, morning about the West Coast. I was just so proud of the West Coast. In that NFC Championship game yesterday. I'm telling you, L.A. is on fire. As y'all know, I live in Inglewood, right? And uh, people were shooting into the air all night long. Because the Rams won that game, I'm assuming. Uh, (laughs) Could be something else. I don't know. But uh, L.A. is on fire. And now, uh, we eagerly anticipate the Super Bowl coming. And it's two weeks. (laughs) <laughs> and it's going to L.A. is just going to be crazy. So stay on our socials. We'll be posting stuff about, I'm sure, about the game. I'm sure about, you know, the matchups. And, you know, we'll just have some fun on our socials. What we like to do on the KBLA socials is not only keep you entertained, but also keep you informed and perhaps even educated on occasion. So uh, do us a favor and like, share, comment, 
follow, etc. It's the KBLA socials exclusively from us, KBLA Talk 1580, all right? And download the app. Come on. I was checking it out this weekend. You know what's amazing about that app? And I'm not just saying that because I work here. The clarity of that bad boy is off-putting. It is. Like, you go, wow. Like, it is crystal clear. I mean, like, amazing. You think I'm playing? iOS or Android. Do yourself a favor. Get in the search field. Type in KBLA1580. Download that bad boy. Talk about clarity. Man, you won't believe. You will think you're in studio with us when there's a show running. You think I'm playing. It's that clear. And while you're there, we got our picks on there. <laughs> we got bios. We got the podcasts on there. Uh, we give you information on what's going on in the news. I mean, it is really just a one-stop shop of entertainment and media. It's the KBLA app exclusively from KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Okay. Is that everything? Uh, coming up in a few minutes is Small Black Business Monday. And we got my man from Alliance Tax Solutions going to come up in here. And uh, there's already a couple people in the DMs want to ask questions. We'll see if we can pull some of those if we do have time. But what we like to do every single Monday is bring somebody in here that not only has a blossoming, successful black-owned business, we do it to not only show their wares and what they are about, but I want them to also show the, you know, the young entrepreneurs out there that are considering throwing their hat into the ring on how it's done. Because you got to listen to the people that have been there, done that. And I like to think that what I do on this on a regular basis on this show is bring in people that can tell you exactly what you need to hear. And I mean the successes, the failures, all the pitfalls you're going to encounter when you're trying to build your own business. It ain't easy. And as we've said on this broadcast before, what, two to three years? You're going to lose money two to three years, first two to three years of your business. So I'm going to have Alliance Tax Solutions not only talk about his business, because they're one of the fastest growing in the country, but also, you know, some of the pitfalls associated with building that successful business. 1-800-920-1580. Is this an American problem or not? Is this a post-racial society or not? What's going on with African-Americans in America, huh? Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. Stay there. Middays with Danny Morrison continues when we come forward. We're listening around the clock, and your time to be heard is right now. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Yes, Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. We're discussing what happened between America and African Americans. And uh, even though Miles disagreed with me about uh, Patrick Mahomes getting all the hell that he's getting right now, which I cannot stand when people on social media try to disrespect somebody, all of a sudden it's about the race. All of a sudden it's about the color of their skin. If it's he was coming either way, though. If he had won that game, it wouldn't be talking about no race, though. But because he lost it all the way, well, he lost because he's a black quarterback. Oh, is that really? Really? Is there, let me ask you this. Is there a stigma attached to just being a black quarterback? Or are we, we're not in a post-racial society, but are we in a post-racial society as a, as it relates to black quarterbacks in the NFL, I don't think we're talking about it anymore. There's been a stigma up until very, 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 very recently. <laughs> See, I, put, I turned Val- to a W. That's how close it is. Very, very? Very recently. Who broke? You wouldn't say I'd go back further. You don't think Michael Vick started that conversation? No, because we only had two or three black quarterbacks. Plus, Michael Vick never won nothing. Sure didn't. Donovan McNabb never won nothing. Right. Now we found – I think it started changing – 
in the last few years uh, with Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. Mahomes, Kyler, Lamar Jackson. Once you started getting people like that to make a little noise, that's when actually now most of the best quarterbacks now are black. You think you think the NFL, uh, some of these general managers, when it's draft time, they think, do we want a black quarterback? The time, yeah. There was a time you would ask, like, yo, can you win with a black quarterback? Cam Newton changed the tone a little bit. Kaepernick changed the tone a little bit. Is that still going on in 2022, you think? What? Are they asking themselves, do we want a black quarterback? I think it's a little different now because of the way the game has changed. Mm. Now we're in a mobile quarterback era. Yeah. And, you know, primarily most of your mobile quarterbacks are going to be the brothers. Yeah, I, I love when they use code words exactly like that. You know, he's very, very mobile. And every time they compare Patrick Mahomes to somebody, it's got to be, you know, he reminds me of Randall Cunningham. <laughs> you know, Steve Young was a pretty good runner, too. But they never compare a black quarterback running to a white quarterback running. Absolutely. It's different. And it's it's clearly different when you look at it on the field. Is it? Who's the best running white quarterback? Have you seen Steve Young back in the day? With the I have. He is no Michael Vick. I'm not saying it's Michael Vick. He's no Lamar Jackson. He was a strong runner. I'm no just saying, Kyler. No. No RG three, mm-hmm. no Cam Newton. Cam wasn't too strong a runner. Stop it. Cam, what, Cam wasn't too strong a runner. He was okay. Cam led the league in rushing touchdowns. He was a, he wasn't as agile as a Michael Vick. I'm saying he wasn't like those other guys. He's cl- what I'm saying is though there's a clear difference of who the better runners are. My point is you can make the case that Steve Young and Cam Newton pretty similar. You cannot. <laughs> you can't. I think you can. Can't look up Steve Young's running numbers too. Any. Don't do this to yourself. I'm just saying. Look up his running numbers. Look up Steve Young. Look him up. All right. Give Steve Young his flowers. <laughs> but that's what we're talking about today. Is it only about race when we are failing? Huh? We want to know. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. Also, uh, coming after the top of the hour here, as you know, it's my patented Small Black Business Monday we're along with our general manager, Elston Butler, and also KBLA brand managers, Ilya Daly and Lisa Wright. We highlight a black-owned business and bring them on to the show so uh, they can d- briefly discuss their journey and their struggles and uh, give some great advice to rising black entrepreneurs and tell you all about their business as well. We got coming in today, Alliance Tax Solutions inside the studio. I believe his name is Diophilus. I'm going to ask him, what is the origin of that name? You know you got a really, really original name. When you type in your name into Google and you're the only one that comes up. <laughs> we will talk to that cat on the other side. 1-800-920-1580. Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. News and traffic now. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. Uh, today is my patented Small Black Business Monday, along with our help, uh, General Manager Elsa Butler and also Ilya Daly, Lisa Wright. I appreciate y'all, kings and queen. Uh, we bring in a business, uh, try to do it every single Monday, bring in businesses to briefly discuss their journey, their struggles, offer up some great advice for rising black entrepreneurs. And today, I'm honored to welcome Alliance Tax Solutions into the KBLA 1580 Studios uh, let me let me do a brief intro, my man. I know you're you're calling from Georgia right now. I'm being told, but uh, give me a second here. Let me break things down for you here. It's estimated that an 8.3 million Americans owe back taxes. There was a 458 billion dollars total back taxes owed back in 2016, and 12% of Americans are having their wages garnished due to owing back taxes. And your tax problems aren't just going to magically go away by themselves. In their 20 years, 20 plus years of combined experience. They have helped thousands of people just like you by relieving them of their stress and fixing their problem. You are not alone. 
Let them help you become the man or woman of your future. So allow me to welcome on to the Danny Mo Show for the Small Black Business Monday, Diophilus Sample, CEO of Alliance Tax Solutions. How you doing, King? Man, I'm absolutely fantastic. How are you? I'm good. Am I saying your name right? That's exactly right. It's Diophilus. Ah, now listen, I'm 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 online, you know, doing a little research on you last night. So I type your name right. into the the search field, and I'm like, that is uh-huh. a name I've never heard before. And what's surprising, no one else has your name in the world. In the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> I see you have got you are an original. Like I didn't know Shaquille. I never heard that name before it came along. I never heard Kobe before. Oprah. All of them are special. I'm assuming you special too, King. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it was um, now. One of the things I do want to mention real quick is when you were you were talking about the statistics, you you mentioned 2016. Mm-hmm. This is 2022, and these in in the latest information hasn't been updated on the IRS's website. But that was 2016, which means there's more people who have tax problems today than back then. Yeah. Um, I pulled those stats from your website, so I'm assuming, yeah, that's why you're clearing that up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm clearing clearing it up just because those are the latest statistics. We, we're waiting. They should be coming out with it uh, this year. Um, it's just simply because they've given out a lot of stimulus money. Yeah. As well as PPP loans. Um, and, you know, it's unfortunate that the pandemic is among us. However, the, the money that's been given out a lot of that money is going to be paid back through our tax dollars. So we can already see this with inflation. We can already see this with gas prices and uh, even food. Mm. I mean, you know, it's crazy right now, but if you're currently in a situation where you have a tax debt, this is the best time you want to get it resolved during the pandemic because we can pull on the heartstrings of the IRS with, you know, stating the claim if you've had some uh, financial hardship or you're in some, you know, there was some unique situation that prevented you from from handling your obligation or um, if you don't actually owe the money. Very well said. We're talking a Diophilus sample of Alliance Tax Solutions. You know, everybody that comes inside the Danny Mo Show always asks him the first question coming out the gate. What is your why? Why do you do this, King? The reason I do this is simply because I believe that I, and this is personal to me, I believe that I have a, um, a purpose in life, and that is to help people. I heard T.D. Jake say one time, he said, help people, money, show up. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk. And, right so, uh, and so, no, no, but but in all fairness, I, I, I you know, my, fulfillment for me is not, is not my selfishness or me getting everything that I want, but it's helping other people to achieve some something greater, someone greater, some, you know, to, 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 to find purpose in it. When people have a tax problem, we understand that there's a a few things going on. There's stress that's involved, number one. There's pain, number two. And we also know that a lot of times people get into these situations just simply by procrastinating for whatever reason, okay? And I say this 
all the time, um, we deal with the world's greatest procrastinators, manipulators, liars, cheaters, and things. Mm. And some people get offended by what I say because they don't, they, they don't believe that they are classified in some of these categories. But I will say this, if you're a business owner and you didn't make your payroll taxes, it's called theft. If you, if you are a convenience store owner or any type of retailer where you need to pay sales tax and you don't pay your sales tax, it's called theft. If you claim a dependent on your tax return that you weren't qualified to carry, that's called manipulating the return. Mm. If you pull 401k money out and you didn't report it on your tax return, that's called manipulating the return. However, most people are just typical procrastinators. They owe the amount that they owe. They don't pay it. One year turns to two, two to three, and then they find themselves in a mess. I think when it comes to African-American, by the way, we're talking to Diophilus Sample of Alliance Tax Solutions. Call her from, call her from the ATL, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, we're located in Atlanta, Georgia. We do service all 50 states. So if it's a federal issue, there is no jurisdiction. So we can handle uh, any situation from anywhere. And if it's a state issue, we can handle that as well. That's not a problem for yeah, what I've learned is we African-Americans are so behind the curve on so many things that are so basic to other Americans. Like, I, I wasn't taught about taxes. I wasn't taught about, I wasn't even taught how to tie a tie. You know, we weren't taught about credit scores and things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when I see that a lot of African-Americans getting into trouble when it comes to their taxes, I don't mm-hmm. want to blame them. I give them grace all the time because we didn't know. Do you? Are you starting to see that with a lot of African-Americans you work with? We just didn't know? Absolutely. It's it's the ignorance part of the tax code that we don't understand. All right. And it's very, very complex. And it's designed, you know, by um, the by legislature to be that way because they want you to just give up. You do have rights as a taxpayer. And some of those rights we can exercise in terms of if you have a debt and you you, you're in a financial hardship where you can't pay, then definitely give us a call at 404-592-1227. So I'll tell we you, can help. I, I tell you what, not to cut you off, I'm, I'm up against it right now. Let's go through the process. If someone wants to use you, can you hang on for a minute here? Sure. All right, let's do it on the other side. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. It's a small black business Monday on the Danny Mo Show. We're talking a Diophilus sample of Alliance Tax Solutions right out of the ATL. Middays with Danny Morris at KBLA Talk 1580. Stay there. Nobody's perfect, but everybody's important. Don't change the dial. We've got a lot to talk about. This is KBLA Talk 1580. We're riding with Danny Morrison until the wheels fall off. Middays with Danny Morrison continues right now. Right now. Uh, let's get this king back up in. It's a small black business Monday. Middays with Danny Morrison, KBLA Talk 1580. Inside the gauntlet today, Diophilus Sample, Alliance, Alliance Tax Solutions from uh, Atlanta, Georgia, on the line right now. So you ready? Take us through the process, King. You ready? Because I know uh, when it comes to working with your beautiful company, <laughs> I know that they have to go through a few steps. They got the compliance check. They got the tax preparation and the resolution. So first, take us through that compliance check. So basically what it is is when you initially call us, we, uh, we do a free consultation where we actually go in and we analyze 
um, you know, what your particular situation is. So if you have a tax problem or you owe money or you hadn't filed for several years, or if you're going through an audit, we can help you with that. But we do that on the initial uh, call. So that's free just to find out what's going on with your particular situation. Then if you decide to move forward with engaging our services, then that's where we go in and we do the compliance check, what you just mentioned. And in that compliance check, we get what's called a temporary collections hole put in place. What that's going to do is freeze everything from a collection standpoint. Then after that, that allows us the opportunity to be able to go in and file any uh, unfiled tax returns should you have any. All right. Now, the law states that you must have at minimum the last three to seven years of tax returns filed. All right. If you, you mean have to even work with you, they have to have three to seven filed. No, no, no. The law state, that's the tax code. That's for you to be in what's called compliant. Okay. You must have your tax return filed. See, it's not illegal to owe the IRS money. It's illegal when you don't file. Ah, there it is. All right. And I had a guy challenging me that, well, the Constitution says that I don't have to pay. I said, you're exactly right. However, the Constitution doesn't say that you don't have to file. Who told you that? Wesley, Wesley Snipes told you that? Who told you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Wesley didn't have the information. <laughs> isn't that what he said? He says the Constitution says that I don't have to file, right? I mean, isn't that what happened? Yeah, but he got it wrong. No, you, 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 you break the law when there's no paper trail. Yeah. All right. Now, owing the IRS is not breaking the law. So because he, but but he jumped on his bandwagon with these other with this uh, tax protester, and that's what really got him in trouble. Mm. No, pay your taxes. And and, and and let me say this. It's our fiduciary responsibility to pay our fair share because we're, we, 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 we got we to, gotta, especially us as black people, as African Americans, we have to understand that paying taxes constitutes contributing to society in ways that it funds the police departments. It funds teachers. It funds roads and bridges, um, wars. Yeah, but Diabolus, not to uh, not to sound insensitive to what you're saying. I see where you're going, but uh, black people don't care about that stuff in a country that don't care about us. They don't care about funding wars and funding police departments that are committing brutality against us all the time. So that argument, I don't know, flies with us <laughs> as a whole. Well, let me let me say it this way. You're driving on roads that uh, you should be paying for or you should have already paid for. Okay. All right. And so and 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 and, and, and yes, and you're sending your kids to school where my and, and 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 this is where I take that a little bit personal and I'll say this because my tax dollars pay for your child to go to school. My tax dollars pay for and I get it. Yes. Uh the police brutality and things where, where the money is being allocated, I don't agree with. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, okay, all of it. Because they, they, they're they pooling monies in places where the, the need is greater somewhere else. Yeah. So I'm in total agreement with that. Yeah. However, there's still monies that we're paying. You as a taxpaying citizen is contributing to everyone in this country's lifestyle. In some capacity. Yeah. 
So you should have a say as to how your money is spent. But that is why, and I don't want to turn this into a social justice discussion, but there's a lot of African-Americans say, so let me get this straight. I have to, I'm making 40, 50 grand a year. I got to pay a third of my taxes here to to the IRS. Meanwhile, big corporations are paying zero taxes at the end of the year. Well, I got to pay a third of mine. And they see injustice there too. And it makes them upset. Okay. Okay. So let me, let me say this. Your single most biggest bill that you will ever pay in your life will be taxes, business taxes, personal taxes, sales tax, property tax, estate tax, fuel tax, city tax, your single most biggest bill. So although we are thinking that a lot of corporations are paying less, yes, because they use these these, uh, shelters, there's a there's it's still made up in other ways. And I'm only saying that because because, yes, I want to minimize my tax liability as much as I possibly can, because I'm a business owner of several businesses. However, I still pay property taxes on my home or any home that I purchase in terms of real estate that's under my uh, any one of my companies. I still have to pay the taxes. I still have to pay taxes that if you're living in a home. Uh, God forbid if my mom passed away, then there we, we, there's estate taxes associated with it. I mean, there's no way around it. What what needs to happen for us, and you mentioned it earlier, we just need to become more educated as to how we pay those taxes so that we get the greater benefit. We're talking to Theophilus Sample of Alliance Tax Solutions. We can have this conversation all day, but let's get back to your business. <laughs> <laughs> I brought you in to talk about the business. Okay, so we went through the process it. as far as the uh, the compliance check. Now we're up to tax preparation. Take us through how you do that for all of your clients. So basically, um, when it comes to uh, tax prep, you know, if you have unfiled tax returns, then we'll basically what we do is we go in and we file your returns for you. We'll gather the information. If you're a W-2 wage earner, um, all we need is your W-2s. If you are a 1099 Schedule C, then we're going to need your expenses. So what we do is we send you out what's called a tax organizer, because most people are not organized, and you'll fill in your information if you're a 1099 on the tax organizer, sign it, date it, and then we prepare the returns from the information that you've given us. Mm. Okay. So that's tax prep. So we got compliance check, tax prep, and then the third resolution. Um, yeah, component is, is resolution. So we move you from, and we go through this process just so that we can be successful in it. Now, when we get to resolution, there's several different programs that the IRS has to offer. One being what's called the offering compromise. And then you have the PPIA, which is partial payment installment agreement. Then the installment agreement, then currently non collectible, uh, and, and other programs. When we get you to resolution, then we're going to put you on what I like to call the path of least resistance. That means whatever path we put you on that's best suited for your particular situation. So let's say, I mean, I had a client I I took on the air with me uh, the other day. She owed $22,000 to the IRS, and we settled her debt for 500 bucks. Get out of here. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. It, well, we did. It wasn't because she didn't have the ability to pay the IRS, right? We did it in what's called effective tax administration. 
which means there's some unique circumstance or situation that prevented her from taking care of her liability. And so what we did was the reason she couldn't pay the liability was because the year that she owed it, she developed breast cancer. Mm. And so we were able to take her medical records and negotiate her tax debt. And she ended up paying the IRS 500 bucks. The government has a heart? Really? <laughs> if, when, you, when, you, when you present it the right way. <laughs> you know, you're, you're bringing up money, and I'd love to know because, uh, you know, there's a lot of kings and queens out there that can't afford ATS, Absolutely. as you call yourself. What options does your company offer to pay for your services, though? We have, um, you know, we, we do consumer financing, uh, obviously, and then we also work with our clients. You know, if you want to do in-house financing, if you can't pay up front, and most of our clients can't because they're in a, in a bad situation, uh, we work with you. We, 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 you know, it, as long as it makes sense. All right. And I say this all the time, you know, um, you know, people do, and this is one, this is a phrase that I've coined. People do what they want to do when they want to do it, when the pain or pleasure is great enough. Mm. What is, what does that mean? Enough pain, people find money. Enough pleasure, people find money. Broke people take vacations. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> no, 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 I'm serious. They come back and can't pay bills. The point being, not that I'm, you know, I don't, I don't like to put people on blast, but, the, but I'm a realist. No, if, it's a, if the pain is great enough, have you ever had a toothache? Yeah. And found the money to get rid of it <laughs> yeah. when you didn't have it? <laughs> Right. So, 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 so enough pain. People find money, but we do have options again, where uh, we can send you through financing where it's a little bit lighter. Because in-house financing, the only we will go up to about twelve months. But if you do have, um, you know, if your credit score is not as as decent as you would like for it to be, then we have a couple of different options that way as well. Where you can, you can, should you qualify, and you get a, a approved, then it'll stretch out to 36 months or 60 months, whichever one you'll qualify for. Mm -hmm. uh, the main objective though, is to see how we can get this resolved. And I've even, you know, had some of my clients where they didn't, they couldn't, they didn't qualify for in-house financing and they didn't qualify for consumer financing. However, they went out and got a second job get to it. fix this. Get it done. Get it done. So, 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 so the reason I'm saying this is because we want to eliminate all excuses. Hmm. Uh, we're talking to Theophilus Sample of Alliance Tax Solutions in here preaching today. Middays with Danny Morris, the KBLA Talk, <laughs> talk 1580. You know, uh, this entire Small Black Business Monday uh, that we've constructed on this broadcast is about, you know, enlightening and also inspiring young entrepreneurs, the black entrepreneurs that want to do the same thing that you're doing. Could you give them just, you know, some nuggets, a word of advice to help them along the way, because they might want to break open in uh, 2022. Yeah, I, I, the first thing I will say, and I just mentioned it just now, is to to eliminate all excuses. Um, one of the things that helped me on this journey, and I've been on it for the last 15 years, and God has been good and he's blessed, is um, I, it, it, it's all about your mindset first. Skill set, 80% of it is mindset, 20% of it is skill set. 
once you develop the mindset to be able to go and be successful as an entrepreneur or whatever endeavor you choose, then the easy part is the skill set. This is like working out. If I'm working out and getting my body together, I got to start in my mind where the emotions are because that's what's going to fuel the body. When I don't feel like it, you got to still keep going. When it doesn't happen, you got to continue to keep going. And I can tell you business is cyclical. It's up and down. However, remaining in it long enough teaches you and trains you not to panic when things are not always where they should be. Hmm. So for the entrepreneur, I, I would say, you know, uh, another thing is make sure you find the right mentors. Yeah. You want to eliminate, eliminate uh, as much of the, the you don't want to lose money. Let me just say it that way. You don't want to lose money. And so if you have a mentor, they can kind of guide you. You want to choose a mentor that's in your respective industry. All right. So that you, you don't make costly mistakes. I've actually built um, several businesses that have been successful without a mentor, but I spent a lot of money doing it. Mm. Now I have mentors around me and it took me a number of years to get to that point where I could trust someone. And the problem with African-Americans is we don't trust enough in the other person to be able to give them what they need so that, so that we can become successful. Facts. Yeah, I'm up against it here. We got a minute left here. Sell your business like you haven't done it already over the last half hour here. <laughs> if people want to work with you, of course, we're in tax season now. I think what uh, the tax date is what April 18th this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, how yep. can they get in contact with you? How can they learn more about Alliance Tax Solutions? All they have to do is give us a call at 404-592-1227 or go to our website, AllianceTaxSolutions.com. And you'll get the information that you need. However, calling in, uh, in my opinion, is far better because you get to speak with one of our reps immediately. And then that way we can go in and we can analyze what your particular situation is. Keep yeah. in mind, we do everything from filing your historical tax returns to uh, audit representation, negotiating settlements, even representing a person in federal court if we have to. We appreciate you. And uh, the Atlanta Braves won the title and the Georgia Bulldogs, too. Can, can we have some? Can, can we have some titles? Is that OK? Georgia, can we have hey, some? You, <laughs> but you know what? I'm originally from Houston. No, I look at you. So you in pain. Dick. <laughs> look at and, and, and I'm a diehard Astros fan and they knocked us out. Yeah. Y'all cheating all the time. <laughs> all right, man. We'll talk to you soon. God bless you, King. <laughs> Absolutely. You take care. All right. Thank you. That is my man. Alliance Tax Solutions. Give him a call. 404-592-1227. When we come forward, I got a seven series for you guys. We will get back on topic. Middays with Tandy Morris, the KBLA Talk 1580 News and Traffic Ronaldo. Making your middays meaningful. More of Danny Morrison straight ahead. With the seven series, the seven series on KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Talk about. Yeah, man. It takes Danny Morris to KBLA Talk 1580. Once again, shout out to Theophilus Sample of Alliance Tax Solutions coming up in and talking about his business and also how we African Americans need to get more involved in taking care of our taxes. But I was serious on what I told him 
And that is, I think there is a disconnect. It's probably the best way, the best word I could use. You know, because he was saying that, you know, we African-Americans should all be paying our taxes because it pays for police officers and it pays for our roads. And if I go, black people, we ain't like that. And I got to be careful because they already don't think that we're patriotic enough in this country. It's like, oh, y'all don't care? You don't care that the roads are crumbling beneath us? You don't care about that? You know, black people, we are all about kitchen table conversations, man. Why is our electric bill doubled in the last few months? Why is gas $5 a gallon? When we pay taxes, any tax, sales tax, any, we're not thinking, you know, I'm okay with paying this tax because I know it's going to go towards our roads. Just not how we get down, right? We want something in real time. How is it going to help us in real time? Just like when we vote for anybody, for president or otherwise, how are you going to help us in real time? Don't tell us that this will benefit us a decade from now. Because I'm telling you, black people don't care. We don't. We got too much on our plate. We do. But today we're discussing what happened between America and African Americans and whether there's any chance to enhance race relations in this country. So what happened between us, black people in America? We know the story, right? We know the reason they brought us here. But what is it about us that they can't stand? Huh? And is a post-racial society even possible? Some say it's a fallacy. Others say we're very close. Do you think it's possible that America could ever get to a place and time where race doesn't matter as much as it does? You can never eliminate racism. It's not possible. Can you bring it down a thousand, though? That's the question. And is this an American problem or a human problem? There's a whole lot of racial issues going on around the world right now. But America is different. And the reason it's different, let me say it again. I've said it 10,000 times on this show. I'll say it again. America is an experiment, y'all. You realize that, right? No country in the history of the world has brought together so many races, religions, creeds, colors, and otherwise, social economics, the whole nine, and said, everybody come live together and now go and be free in your beliefs. It's never happened before. So we are an experiment. And we're, by the way, still a pretty new country. So we still don't even know if this is going to be successful. Some might say it's headed in the wrong direction right now. So is this an American problem that we're having our racial problems when there's also issues going on around the world? I don't know. I don't know. And lastly, is everybody just a little bit racist? Huh? Do you have preconceived notions about people? Huh? If you're in traffic, you know, I was on a, a number of freeway, freeways this past weekend. If somebody cuts you off in traffic that happens to be of another racial heritage, what goes on in your brain, huh? What if they flip you off when they pass you and they're of another race? What's... <laughs> Miles, we can't say that on the air. How do you react to it the minute it happens? I'm willing to say you you immediately go to the lowest lowest level of being a human, and you might think something that you shouldn't be thinking, and you might even scream it out the window. So are all of us just a little bit biased, a little bit racist, a little bit prejudiced? I believe that all of us have preconceived notions about people solely based on the way they look. 
Is that true? And if so, how in the heck can we ever change that? That's why I got a seven series today, because I'm not naive. Racism will never go away entirely, ever. Human beings are too flawed to judge people by the content of their character instead of the color of their skin. But can it be lessened, though? That's the question. I believe it can. So out of seven series today is seven things I believe can bridge race relations in this country. Some are radical, some are very simple and nuanced, but all could help. 1-800-920-1580, 1-800-920-1580. Seven things I believe can bridge race relations in this country. Here's number one. Share a meal with somebody, y'all. Come on. Will you? I had to start the seven series out with one, uh, this one today, because it's repeated ad nauseum practically every time I discuss race on this broadcast. If you are really about bridging the gap on race relations in America, If you really want to chip away at the long-standing prejudices you may have against people that look nothing like you, I challenge you in 2022, share space with someone entirely different than you. I challenge you. A meal? Take them out for a drink. Something. And while you're there, shut up. When white people approach me and they go, what do I do? Like... You know, you're always talking Black Lives Matter. You're always talking about we got to bridge race relations in this country. We have an uh, we white people have you have an expectation of us white people. So what do you want me to do? I go, I want you to share a meal or a drink with a black person or or any other race that you may have an issue with. And then when you get that, shut up. Can you do that for me? Because when they do get to that location and the dialogue begins, it's always but 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 but. But shut up. Let that person, person of color, hate the term, but I got to use it. (laughs) Let that person of color articulate to to you exactly where they come from, what they're about, why they feel the way they feel. And what you have to do with it. Listen, that's what we're asking for you to do. And don't be, but but you don't but I grew up it. But you got to get over. Uh-uh. Shh. Do more listening than talking. And that'll provide better understanding. I promise you. That is the first thing I believe can bridge race relations in this country. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. things I believe can bridge race relations in this country. Here's number two. Defend other races in their absence on the spot, man. Literally, every single person listening has been in a group of people that has made disparaging remarks about another group of people. Hand up. Keep it real. How many times you've been in a group of people anywhere? It could be a backyard barbecue. It could be a party. It could be at work. At the gym. Doesn't matter. Where a group of people or an individual in that group makes disparaging remarks about somebody. Based on the color of their skin or the way they look. Maybe racist jokes are being tossed around. Maybe racial slurs are being used even. Perhaps uh, stereotypes are being bantered about. Will you defend those people in their absence? Will you check that person? Huh? Will you check the room? It might even be grandma or grandpa. Will you make sure the room knows that it won't be tolerated? I can tell you I've done it numerous times in my life. Pretty recently, actually. I checked the room. And by the way, don't assume, you know, that we don't do it too. 
We African-Americans do it too. We got to check ourselves sometimes too. We still got to tell our truth, but we got to check ourselves when it goes above and beyond. And that is the second thing I believe can bridge race relations in this country. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. Can I fit another one in? Miles, can we do it? Here's number three. Big one for me, by the way. Uh, might even have a show on it later this week. Uh, number three is critical race theory. It's obvious. And it's exactly why a bunch of white politicians are pushing back hard against it right now. Google it. It's a mess right now. For those unaware, critical race theory is an academic concept that is more than 40 years old. The core idea is that race is a social construct and that racism is not merely the product of individual bias or prejudice, but also something embedded in legal systems and policies. End quote. Uh, duh. You know, there should be, in my opinion, required classes of cultural diversity on each and every scholastic level, beginning in kindergarten. Little white kids should be taught about how redlining was created explicitly due to the racial composition of the people in the neighborhood. And how banks subsequently refused to offer mortgages to black people in those areas. They should learn about that. And how there was 2,000 plus lynchings of black people immediately after slavery was abolished. They should learn about that. Or how this country was already inhabited when their savior, Christopher Columbus, presumably discovered America. They should learn about that. Or about the burning of Wall Black Wall Street. Or about who really built this country. Simply put, the earlier we teach our children about what really happened in America, the better understanding we all will have moving forward. Knowledge is power. And that's the third thing I believe can bridge race relations in this country. 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, we will finish out the list in the seventh series. Middays with Danny Morris KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Stay there. We know you have options, but thank you, thank you for making the best choice. The only station in L.A. of the people, by the people, for the people. We are unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. Unapologetically progressive radio. Black owned and operated from the heart of Lumert Park, USA. The heart of Lumert Park, USA. We're listening, and the convo continues right now. Right now. Breaking news. Nick Cannon has uh, come out and said that yes, he's expecting baby number eight. <laughs> Wait, that's not the sound effect I thought was gonna come out of there. Wait a minute. You're applauding that? Man, are we supposed to boo a baby being born? I didn't say boo, but you know, it was like you don't want to have that conversation right now. Come on, man. You don't want to have that conversation. I pray for that cat because he also lost a child recently. Exactly. So I'm not going to say anything negative about any of it. Um, we could psychologically break down why I think he's having all these kids right now, but my prayers go out to that cat. Anybody that loses a child, I'm going to stay praying for him and root for him. Can you give him a congratulations, man? Congratulate! Of course, congratulate. I guess it's Johnny Manziel's ex. Is that who it is? Tough. Ha. Okay. <laughs> so uh, you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey. I'm just surprised that he hasn't protected the bag. That's really no pun intended. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. Do you boo? That's it. Let's get back to it because I want to finish this up. 
All right, seven series today is uh, seven things I believe can bridge race relations in this country. Number one is share a meal. Number two is defend the races in their absence. Number three is critical race theory. Here's number four. Enroll in a course. And yeah, it can happen, by the way. Diversity education is a real thing. Look it up. All these colleges in the Los Angeles area, all throughout the country, actually. And I actually believe it can reduce your bias. I don't think you can get rid of bias. I think it can reduce it. As a matter of fact, I got some proof. A 2001 study published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology found that students who were enrolled in a prejudice and conflict seminar showed significantly reduced implicit and explicit anti-black biases compared with the control group. Yeah, that's just one study. But it's obvious to me that learning about your own stereotypes can significantly reduce your levels of prejudice. And if you feel that you suffer from a bunch of them, educating yourself is never a negative. And be careful on where you go to get educated. When I have conversations with people of, you know, on the other side of the tracks, <laughs> they think just because they watch Tucker Carlson on Fox News or just because they watch Alex Jones or they're getting educated somehow. Consider the source, too, by the way. Please. Here's number five. Vote for more people of color. We should be doing that anyway. Not only should we be finding qualified candidates of color to push into public office, but we also have to support their efforts and vote for them, too. And the trickle-down effect will begin. For example, a, a black candidate will likely hire a predominantly black staff. That staff will consider remaining in politics themselves. Their circle will become more politically engaged because of their influence. And the best part is the next young generation of African-Americans will see it all unfold and consider doing it themselves in the future. That is why representation is so important. These young kings and queens out there need to see it. They need to taste it. They need to hear it and feel it. If they see that it can be done from people that look exactly like us, they may consider doing it themselves. If they don't see representation, they don't know it can be done. And that is the fifth thing I believe can bridge race relations in this country. When we come forward, we finish out the list. Middays with Danny Morrison. KBLA Talk 1580, where Black Lives Matter. Middays with Danny Morrison continues when we come forward. Broadcasting live from Lower Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. You know, uh, we didn't give love, by the way, Miles. We're giving uh, Nick Cannon all this love for having a baby on the way. We didn't give love to Rihanna and ASAP Rocky, man. My bad. Was that the one you wanted? That yeah. you wanted to clap? They, they, they deserve that. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's beautiful, man. I'm happy for her. As we all know, Rihanna's been through it. You know? We ain't never happy for him, for the dads. That's just the way that goes down. I mean, man, I'm happy for ASAP. What you talking about? If you, because you used to ball in the NFL, I mean, in, in football, and if you made it to the NFL and the camera was in your face and you, what's the first thing you would say? If it, hi, mama, hi, mama, I'm, I made it, mama. ASAP Rocky is having a baby with Rihanna. What are you talking about, ASAP? What? What? He's, I'm sorry, he's secondary in this entire conversation. He just is. And okay, I. He's a beast on the mic. He's a beast on the mic, <laughs> but he is the one who got the baby from Rihanna. Shout out to my man. Hey, shout out to Rihanna, of course, but shout out to my man. Hey, say, what? <laughs> what? So you're giving him props just for getting Rihanna. Uh, exactly. 
There's a lot that have wanted Rihanna. A uh, few, few. There's a lot who have cried over Rihanna. Hey, real talk. So I'm just happy for her. She's worth 1.7 billion right now. Is that what it is? That's why I'm patting my man ASAP on the back. And ASAP is worth like a pizza and a sandwich right now. I don't know. I'm kidding, of course. So put a ring on it. Is he gonna put a ring on it? Would she even accept a ring from him? And you, and you got the baby, brother. What you mean? That's true. Uh, let's finish out the list here. Um, watch what you say around your children. We're talking about things that can bridge race relations in this country. It's been said for generations that racism isn't born in us. It's a learned behavior. It's a learned behavior. That is obvious. But why are we so willing to push our hatred onto our kids? Why would we shackle them with so much resentment that it affects their quality of life? Being a full-time racist has to be exhausting. Putting that much energy into hatred has to affect your physical and mental health and wear on your soul, too. Let your kids be kids, man. Let them form their own conclusions about race in America. And if you do, I honestly think they will see that racism is as big a deal as these racist parents do. The younger generations have already proven that fact. And his number seven, acknowledge it. Simple stuff, right? Do you know that you have a problem with race? Do you know what your prejudices are? Do you understand why you feel the way that you do? Did you learn them from your parents? Did you have a tragic situation happen with an individual that is a different shade than you, and now you're blaming an entire race of people for one person's actions? Change comes from within. Change must be initiated by you, though. And my hope, my wish, my prayer is that if you are having feelings of hatred towards a group of people, you will do whatever is necessary to change that. The country is only getting browner. The browning of America is in full swing. So it might be in your best interest to learn how to be more accepting in the process, all right? That's my show. Good luck. God bless. Gone. The D.L. Hughley Afternoon Show is up next. In the meantime and in between time, keep it on KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Y'all stay there. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.